Welcome to Lawyered with Texas attorney Tim Sutherland. Each week, your legal questions asked and answered and the legal news and insight that matters to you. Get ready to get lawyered. Now, here is your host, Tim Sutherland. Welcome to the show. I'm Tim Sutherland, and this is Lawyered, where I take your calls, and we can talk about the week's legal issues, which I'll be going through, uh, all the top legal news, and then also, if you have any legal questions, I'm happy to answer them. If you want to be a part of the show, call in at 281-558-5738. Uh, the lines are open. We'll get you in queue. Uh, if you don't know about me, I am a Texas business lawyer. You can find me online if you uh, have any questions or want to know how to work with me, my website is Business Legal TX. And so on the show, the goal is we talk about the legal news and why it should matter to you as far as what's happened this week in Texas. Always just the Texas stuff because otherwise it wouldn't obviously matter to us here. And then uh, if you want to contribute a story or send me a question without having to call in, uh, you can go to the, the Facebook page, and that's at Lawyered Radio. I just started using that this week, and we've gotten some questions. I also had a bunch of questions come in on my email, uh, which uh, is not what I intend. So uh, if if you want to work with me, then go to the email. But if you would like to just have a a question answered on the show and be a part of it, then go to the Facebook at Lawyered Radio, and I'm happy to get to those. So uh, I want to say also, as starting this out, that this is essentially – a general show. I'm trying to provide entertainment value and, and provide something to the community as far as uh, providing general information about the law and people's uh, questions that usually you're, I'm going to tell you to go talk to a lawyer about your specific situation. Uh, I want to talk about first as the story this uh, bathroom bill. <laughs> and so uh, this week it, we found out that in North Carolina they've essentially repealed their bathroom bill and left uh, they got rid of a lot of the provisions that were very controversial about uh, private businesses, but they left in place a lot of the ones that overlap with Texas's Senate Bill 6. And uh, North Carolina was the first state to pass one of these bathroom bills. And uh, very, very heated debates, just as we see in Texas, between the two sides arguing about it. And uh, essentially, though, in Texas, what we're looking at is that the bill only applies to uh, government agencies and school districts. And... Um, essentially letting uh, bathroom regulations remain with the state while also putting in place a ban on the creation of these non-discrimination ordinances where you can see a, uh, a city government or a city council put in place something that says that private businesses have to allow, for example, a transgender person to use the bathroom that they identify with. Uh, that's that's not uh, yet in place to where private go- private businesses are regulated, but what they're saying is that at least for the cities that would do that, uh, Houston being being one of them, where we had the Houston Equal Rights Ordinance, that uh, they're not going to be able to do that for a few years. So it's kind of a way for the state to control uh, what the cities are doing and, and to look to the state government so we have more uniform policies rather than a sort of uh, patchwork of regulation so that if you're in one city, you're governed by these regulations. If you're in another, uh, by another set of regulations. So the the North Carolina news is a big deal because uh, it's sort of recognition that there can be an effect on businesses when uh, when these regulations are passed. And so there's been a lot of debate here in Texas about whether there's even an effect on uh, the amount of money that the state and businesses are making. And in North Carolina, as we know, big basketball state. And so there were a lot of threats about basketball teams not wanting to play there and for the tournaments that get played there that they didn't want to participate because of these, uh, you know, what they perceived as discrimination towards uh, transgender people. So, uh, of course, their reaction was for the politicians to take notice and sort of uh, take a step back and make a what they saw as a more reasonable uh, bill, which it just so happens is right on par with what we did in Texas in the first place. So, I, you know, I think that what we're going to see here is the that the Texas bill will likely be law. I don't, I don't, I don't see any issues with that. Of course, they're saying that some of the uh, Democratic congressmen are going to, you know, put their foot down and pump the brakes on it. But the effect on on us essentially is that for businesses, we're not going to see 
uh, any new whatever you want to call them ordinances that come through equal rights ordinances or you know privacy bills or things like that come through in the on the local stage at least for uh, at least a few more years and so that's you know in my view a plus as far as allowing more predictability for businesses to operate and for my business clients uh, you know when any anything like this gets passed you have to sit down and go through the law and how to how to apply it and what's the worst case scenario if uh, you don't follow the law you know what are the penalties that you're looking at because you know believe it or not some people are they they look at the regulations and it could cost too much to comply like looking at it as an example if you had uh, a requirement to put in some kind of uh, transgender private bathroom and you didn't have one in your small business then you've got to uh, hire a construction crew and plumbers and all that stuff and, and kind of retrofit your facilities to do that. So uh, that, at least on the horizon, on the in the near term, in, in a few years, is going to be uh, cleared up. We've also got a, a weird law. I just want to tell you about this one because I thought it was so crazy. I bet you didn't know that bestiality is still legal in the United States in only eight states. And uh, Texas is one of them. So every other state in the United States, you cannot commit bestiality, which is uh, sex with an animal. But as of this week, we have Texas House Bill 1087, where we are trying to outlaw animals from sexual abuse. And the the theory behind this that people are talking about is that uh, it's to protect children, because there's a study in 2008 where they were saying that there was more abuse to children by these same people that are committing this kind of uh, action. So if, if the bill passed, what we'd see is a fine of only $200 and that uh, the people could potentially face jail time. There aren't that many cases that happen here in Texas, but I thought it was fascinating to look at like how, how behind we are as far as uh, on the animal front here. Um, and in Harris County especially, we've seen a crazy case with the, an old sheriff where he was caught having uh, – with videos of this sort of thing on his computer and obviously fired and gotten rid of. So um, that's an interesting one. And when we, uh, we're going to go to a, a break here in a minute, and I want to talk about a few more stories. And we have uh, a good amount of, I think we've got four or five Facebook questions we're going to go through that we've got. We've got, we'll be taking your calls again. That's 281-558-5738. And I've got a bill I want to talk about, it's about marijuana-related bills and whether that could be coming to the state of Texas. I've also got a fantasy football story because there's a bill on the horizon for legalizing fantasy football despite the fact that our own attorney general has said that it's on par with just common gambling. We'll be right back. a question for Tim? Phone lines are open. 281-558-5738. That's 281-558-KSEV. Are you a business owner using contracts you found online and Google for free legal advice? Don't settle for second-rate legal counsel. You need a custom contract to protect your business. With the right contract language, you can protect your company and the deals you make with third parties. And if something gets misinterpreted, your contract can help you find a quick resolution to your dispute. Attorney Tim Sutherland can help you identify your goals and can draft, review, and negotiate contracts that help you achieve those goals. The right advice can help neutralize risks before they become big problems. Go to businesslegaltx.com to set up a free strategy session to get your business on the right track. Go to businesslegaltx.com now. Don't wait. Here's some other good reasons to go to businesslegaltx.com. Maybe some of you are finally starting up a business from that lifelong passion you've always had. Or maybe you came up with a great idea just last week that you're eager to monetize. Go to businesslegaltx.com to set up a free strategy session and get your business on the right track. You supply the talent, ideas, and ambition. We'll supply the legal guidance to help your startup with formation, IP protection, and growth strategies. Go to businesslegaltx.com now and set up a free meeting to plan for your business today. Finally, now Texans have a less expensive, much smarter way to buy electricity. Even better, 
It's 100% renewable. Today, Tri-Eagle Energy is proud to announce the opportunity for less than 1,000 Texas households to purchase solar energy from our local solar farm for less than 50 bucks per month. We simply send solar energy from our solar farm to the grid, which powers your home or apartment for as low as $49.50 per month. This fixed low rate is guaranteed for the next five years, and there's zero installation necessary. The fact is, the U.S. Energy Information Administration predicts Texas electric rates will nearly double over the next 20 years. Call 800-815-8729 today for 100% renewable energy that will protect you from increasing electricity costs. We expect the solar farm to be completely sold out. So call now to secure your personal solar license at 800-815-8729 today. That's 800-815-8729. You can obtain important standardized information that will allow you to compare this product with other offers. Warning, if you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-900-6131. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee, so there's no risk. For free information, call now, 1-800-900-6131. That's 1-800-900-6131. Welcome back to Lawyered. I'm Tim Sutherland. And what we're doing here is I'm taking your calls if you have any legal questions at 281-558-5738. And we'll be covering the legal news for the week and telling you how it matters to you. Right now, we're going to take a few questions that we've gotten throughout the week on my email and through the Facebook page. Again, you can submit those questions at the Facebook page at Lawyered Radio. And if you've got a good one, I'll take it and we'll cover it on the show. What do we got? We got a few choice ones uh, from your emails. A personal trainer says, as Jim used to work but claims he can't train people for about uh, six months or so after leaving the company. Is there a specific time limit on that? Uh, I think that that question has to do with a, uh, like, a, a, essentially a, a non-compete. And so what they're looking for in that scenario as the employer is that they don't want you leaving the company and then all of a sudden going off and starting your own company and taking all your clients with you and competing with the gym training uh, business that's within the gym. I think what what goes on in the in the gyms is that not only do you pay uh, for your membership, but in some instances they've got these trainers, and you can, as a as a, a benefit of the gym, they have these these people you can hire by the hour, and they get their own clients who obviously pay membership dues to the gym, and then that's a whole spinoff business. And I'm sure that the gym takes a piece of the hourly money that you pay to the trainer. And so they don't want you, if you get fired or quit, to just take all your clients after you use their gym to build up, uh, I don't know, a whole book of business, you know, regular business where you're maybe working a full-time schedule just training people, making hourly money. They don't want you to be able to quit and just go and uh, operate your own little personal training business out of uh, another gym and uh, make all the money yourself. So what they're doing is they're not saying that you can't ever be a trainer again they're saying that for six months you can't and that is in a way meant to disrupt your uh your being able to do that to them so that's called a non-compete it is enforceable in texas but it's got to have reasonable uh length of time which six months is pretty reasonable uh what what you see a lot of the time is multiple years which is not reasonable um, and especially for a trainer, you can see a longer amount of time in people who are very specialized in their skills and who may learn a lot from uh, the, the, the company. And, uh, but that's not quite the same as somebody who's a trainer who has some pretty simplistic knowledge and should be able to at least uh, make their living. Uh, and that's, that's one of the overarching policy concerns for Texas is, are we preventing you from making your living? And, uh, you know, going out and earning money. So you don't want to make it so someone's stuck at their business 
and they can't leave because there's an agreement in place that might prevent them from uh, working. We have a, a phone call at from our two eight one five five eight five seven three eight line. Uh, it's Mike. He is talking about protection of his homestead. Go ahead, Mike. You're on. All right. Good morning. Afternoon, hi guys. Thank you very much for taking my call. Welcome to the show. I, I have a question about. I had there was someone entered my property and slipped and fell, and hurt themselves, which I have a no trespassing sign up, mm-hmm. which I think should have protected me, but I wind up getting sued anyway. And I do have homeowners, but they're after I'm out more than what the homeowners holds. And my question is, is that it's my understanding if you only have one home, and if you're homesteaded, you're, if the home is immune from civil suit. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that is true. So... Everything else, well, so the homestead laws say that you are protected at least from losing your, whatever you've designated as your homestead. So if somebody were to get a judgment against you, and let's say it's for $5 million, and you live in a uh, million-dollar home, making up numbers here, they don't get to go and enforce on that judgment against your house and take your house and have it sold off. They can go after your other things. Now, in Texas... You have a whole lot of uh, property that is exempt from people executing a judgment. It's a very uh, favorable place if you owe money, if you're a, uh, if you're a, a debtor. Mm-hmm. It includes horses and a certain amount of tools. I can't remember the numbers. Uh, you can have a car that they can't take away from you, uh, and a lot of little personal items. And uh, I think it's even some you know, uh, knives, uh, maybe a gun or two, things like that. Um, right. If what you've about, got more than one for, car, they can take a car, an extra car, for example. If you've got a 401, 401k retirement plan, you know, I don't think they can get into that. Uh, you know, that's that's not going to be your concern. What what you're going to be worried about? Let me just tell you what happens. Let's say you do lose this lawsuit, yeah, and uh, for some reason there's a large judgment against you. The way it works for collecting a judgment, it's an enormous pain in the butt. They have to take the judgment after they get it. It's just a piece of paper. And you get it from Mm -hmm. the court, and then you've got to enforce it. And that's a whole nother deal. So then they're going to be wanting to know, well, they'll they'll take a deposition of you, and they'll ask you a zillion questions about if you have a bank account, where's the bank account, do you own a boat, do you own extra cars, do you own any other property, that kind of thing. And then Mm -hmm. if they want to get at your bank account, they've got to file something against the bank and get the bank to turn over the money. So, you know, that, that's where I'd be worried is if you've got money in your bank account, a savings account, a checkings account, they can get into that. And so, obviously, if you empty it out, they can't get it, which I've had happen no, before. It's, it's been emptied out and put into the retirement fund, basically. So, I don't know how—usually what happens with insurance companies when there's a claim that you could be liable for is that they have to make sure that they have duties as an insurance company to their client because you are paying money to them monthly, mm-hmm. I'm sure, or yearly, for Not the benefit yeah. of having some protection. So yeah. not only should they be hiring you a lawyer, did they? are they paying for a lawyer for you right now? Yes, they are, yeah. Okay, yeah, so they've, they've got to defend you, but also if there's a claim that's asserted against you that's within the insurance coverage, they also have the burden of, of paying that claim and at least trying okay. to negotiate it with the, uh, the plaintiff to see if uh, they can come to a resolution where you're not at risk because obviously you hired you know you're paying insurance premiums to manage your risk so you're you're covered for some of these things and you don't have to sweat having an enormous go ahead sorry i didn't mean to interrupt yeah i just go ahead there's no no trespassing sign give me any protection because it's right there he said he didn't see it but it was sitting right there in plain view he couldn't have missed it what kind of uh, property is this it's a red, my home, my residential. My kid left a, some stuff out on the sidewalk. He slipped and fell and hurt himself. And oh, it's even on the I, sidewalk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't own the sidewalk. Well, it's the sidewalk coming up to my, up to my house. What do you call it? From the, he had stepped up. He was a salesman. And uh-huh. then it said, no trespassing, right there in front of it. And I, it's my contention that he was violating law, and he shouldn't have been there in the first place. So he's walking up the, the front steps to your house, basically, yes, and he yes, stepped yes, on some yes. things that were sitting there, some toys. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. well, he's dumb, obviously, from not looking at the ground and slipping on some toys. I mean, they're probably colorful and things like that. And he, so there's there's an issue right there is when you fall down on, on things that are open and obvious is what it is. Yeah. So there's a defense right there. The trespassing sign, again, another 
another indication that he shouldn't have been on your property in the first place. Yeah, um, it was, and then uh, it's I don't know. and then it's your home. So a lot of times these cases, what you see is. You know, you've got a, a pool in the back and no fence or a trampoline, and then some kid gets on the trampoline and breaks his arm, and, mm-hmm. it's, and you get sued by the parents. Or, you know, mm-hmm. some, some kid gets in the pool and drowns while you're out of town, mm-hmm. and uh, that then you get sued by the parents because you didn't, you know, rope off your property or prevent the Or there's a lot of cases where there's a big hole in your property, and somebody goes through there on a four-wheeler, not supposed to be there, and they fall in the hole and injure themselves, and lo and behold, they sue the property owner. So I, mm-hmm. I haven't heard of anything where some salesman decides to walk up to your house and, and eats it on the pad or on the sidewalk and decides to sue you for that. I, 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 I don't, think it's a con. I think it's a con personally. Well, that's what it, it sounds like. And in Texas, the the way it works is that the amount of responsibility you have for essentially safeguarding people on your property is determined by what their status is with you. And so this guy was not invited. It's not like he's a friend mm-hmm. or a guest. Nope. And he just he just decided to stroll up. So for all we know, he saw some things sitting in front of your house and it looked like easy money to him, so he just went and decided to trip himself. Mm-hmm. And he's looking That's for a payout. Right. He's the equivalent of those guys that are driving in a car and they just jam on their brakes in front of a big rig so they can collect some insurance money and fake a, uh, a neck injury. So I don't, I don't see, I don't, I, just me, I, again, I, I don't see how there's going to be a judgment against you. You're right well, to be worried filed, about it. I filed, I filed charges against, criminal charges against you for criminal trespass. Okay, that's a good idea. And you you want to document that this guy was not invited, and that would help in your civil yeah. lawsuit as far as making yeah. sure that people understand that, uh, you know, you don't know this guy, never heard of him, didn't invite him, and, no. you know, a, a non-solicitation sign would also help in front of your I don't, house yeah, I don't. for the future, even if you just... Yeah, I'll put one up for the future, definitely. I had the no trespassing. He said he didn't see it, but he couldn't. It, it was right there. Mm-hmm. You know, he couldn't have missed it. And he, I've got, char- I, I filed charges against him, and they, they did arrest, they did, you know, serve him with the warrants and all that, so he's got to go to court on that, and that's one of my defenses is, he was illegally present on the property in the first place. Right. Uh, uh, I, I would think, and, and if, if I were in your shoes, I would want to be sending some documents from the insurance company and sort of being the uh, the squeaky wheel. That way they yeah. understand, hey, I'm worried about this risk, and if, if there's a judgment over your policy limits, I expect you to have at least made an offer to try to yeah. settle this out. Well, I've I, I, I've been on them, you know, because they they you know they they they've been what you call you know not been set, and then the young lawyers getting kind of aggressive, and you know it's it's you know I, I don't want them to pay anything. It's my 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 condition is I don't owe him a dime, right? You know because he was there illegally, and if he gets convicted, there's a good chance I might win the civil suit anyway. If he's convicted, of well, I wonder what criminal. what are his what are his injuries? Do you know? Back a back injury, low back injury is what he says. That's, it sounds just like a con artist. Yeah, of you know, course. He's got you... a chiropr- Yeah, he's got a chiropractor saying he's got this, and I don't believe a word of it. Yeah, I, I, I don't believe it either. And those back injuries, what they do is you, they get you in a plaintiff's lawyer's office, and then they get you all these fake shots for months and months and months to build up the damages, and all of a sudden, you, you know, you really didn't have a back injury. They're just trying yeah. to nurse it for... Uh, the, the value of settling the claim down the road. With that, we're going to go to our first break. Thank you for the call, and I'd love to hear that, how this one turns out. Uh, when we get back on Lawyer, we're going to take more calls and go through some more of the news. Are you a business owner using contracts you found online and Google for free legal advice? Don't settle for second-rate legal counsel. You need a custom contract to protect your business. With the right contract language, you can protect your company and the deals you make with third parties. And if something gets misinterpreted, your contract can help you find a quick resolution to your dispute. Attorney Tim Sutherland can help you identify your goals and can draft, review, and negotiate contracts 
that help you achieve those goals. The right advice can help neutralize risks before they become big problems. Go to businesslegaltx.com to set up a free strategy session to get your business on the right track. Go to businesslegaltx.com now. Don't wait. Here's some other good reasons to go to businesslegaltx.com. Maybe some of you are finally starting up a business from that lifelong passion you've always had. Or maybe you came up with a great idea just last week that you're eager to monetize. Go to businesslegaltx.com to set up a free strategy session and get your business on the right track. You supply the talent, ideas, and ambition. We'll supply the legal guidance to help your startup with formation, IP protection, and growth strategies. Go to businesslegaltx.com now and set up a free meeting to plan for your business today. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas. When I was playing ball, they called me the big hurt. But after I left the game, Mother Nature started putting a big hurt on me. I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, it wasn't my fault. Once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. But luckily, I found out about Nugenics. Nugenics is a unique man-boosting formula powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help boost your free testosterone levels. Get a complimentary bottle now by texting ENERGY to 321321. With Nugenics, you can feel stronger, leaner, with a lot more stamina and energy. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenics is GNC's number one selling men's vitality product. Get a complimentary bottle now by texting ENERGY to 321321. Nugenics samples are not available in stores. So again, text E-N-E-R-G-Y to 321321. Finally, now Texans have a less expensive, much smarter way to buy electricity. Even better... It's 100% renewable. Today, Tri-Eagle Energy is proud to announce the opportunity for less than 1,000 Texas households to purchase solar energy from our local solar farm for less than 50 bucks per month. We simply send solar energy from our solar farm to the grid, which powers your home or apartment for as low as $49.50 per month. This fixed low rate is guaranteed for the next five years, and there's zero installation necessary. The fact is, the U.S. Energy Information Administration predicts Texas electric rates will nearly double over the next 20 years. Call 800-815-8729 today for 100% renewable energy that will protect you from increasing electricity costs. We expect the solar farm to be completely sold out. So call now to secure your personal solar license at 800-815-8729 today. That's 800-815-8729. You can obtain important standardized information that will allow you to compare this product with other offers. Got a question for Tim? Phone lines are open. 281-558-5738. That's 281-558-KSEV. Welcome back to Lawyer. I'm Tim Sutherland. We're still taking calls. If you have any legal questions, feel free to call in 281-558-5738. Now we have a call. Who do we have? We have uh, Rose. Uh, Rose, you're on the phone. Welcome you're on to the, the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes, I have a question. Okay. What's going okay. on? Um, I got fired for arguing with my boss over something I didn't agree with morally. I didn't do anything wrong, but regardless, they felt they needed to fire me. Um, I'm really at a loss. I mean, I really loved my job, and I just, like I said, I'm at a loss. I want to know, I mean, can they actually just get rid of me? Is there anything I can do? I mean, any any information or, or help you could give me, I'd really appreciate it. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to hang up and, and just listen to what you have to say. All right, great. Thank you. Um, all right, well, a bunch of issues here. Uh, first of all is that in the state of Texas, we have what they call at-will employment. And what that means is that you're essentially, you just get to work for your employer until they don't want you to work for them anymore. That's the general rule. You can be fired for any reason, and what they say in, in, in all the case law is that you can be fired for any reason or sometimes for no reason at all. They can just get rid of you. And it doesn't matter if it's because they're cutting down the pay force or the, the workforce because times are tough or because you are arguing or maybe you're coming in looking like a slob, coming in late. Maybe you're coming in early and you're, push, you're very pushy towards them. It doesn't really matter. The exception is when there's a contract, if you've got a contract, so that's a question I'd ask, is did you have any kind of employment contract? Very rare if you that you're going to have an employment contract. You're probably going to need to be an executive 
at some kind of business. And in that case, there'll be all kinds of provisions if you get fired or what kind of notice they got to give you if there's severance pay and things like that. Um, so if you're an at-will employee and you get fired for some reason, then the real issue is going to be, do we know if there's another reason you got fired? And maybe the disagreement that you had with your employer because of the, the morality of something, maybe that's not the real reason you got fired. Sometimes there's an underlying reason and they've just been looking for a reason to finally get rid of you and pin it on that. Um, but at, at times, uh, it can be because of uh, race, which you can't do that, or because of gender or disability or your age or your uh, marital status or your religion or even your sexual orientation. You can't be fired for that. There are federal laws that protect you. And so if you've got any evidence whatsoever that uh, there is some sort of uh, hidden motive then you have a claim and you should talk to an employment lawyer about that because they will you know, dig through this in your specific situation and try to figure out uh, what to do for you. So thank you for the call. Let us know how it turns out. We got another call? We got uh, another call, 281-558-5738. Uh, Kathy, you're on the air. Go ahead. Yes. Okay. Uh, should I ask my question now? Yeah, welcome to the show. Uh, feel free. Oh, Let me know what's oh, going on. Oh, yes. Thank you for taking my call. I'm, I'm trying to find out if uh, uh, I just got my car in the summer in August and uh, a credit union, um, um, they are writing me and saying that they can uh, refinance my car at, at, a, at a cheaper interest rate, like uh, 2.74, and that the first payment won't be due until uh, 60 days. And uh, and then they'll give me also uh, for letting them do it a hundred and fifty dollar uh, check. And uh, I'm 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 wondering, am I extending my time for paying off the car if I let somebody refinance it like that, a credit union refinance it, and right. they're giving me an extra two months to to pay the first note uh, that I owe them? Okay, well, let me let me give you a, a, a big observation right here on this. Not a legal question, but uh, it is a contract that you're being asked to sign, so there is are some legal aspects to it. I can't tell you about what the particular deal is that they're asking you to sign, but I, these kind of offers come in all the time for all kinds of, for student loans, for credit cards, and they ask you to consolidate your bills, and I would tell you to look at what they're specifically offers, offering and really get into the deals. If you just got your car, I don't know why you'd be refinancing it already. And you got to think about it logically here. If a company is writing you out of the blue and spending their own money to do this mailing campaign, they've got something to benefit from you refinancing. And it probably comes in the way of you uh, paying more money in the long term and them making some money because they're not just trying to help you out. They're not in the, in the charity business. So I would say uh, I don't know that that's a good idea, number one, and make sure you look at specifically what they're offering you and find out exactly what you're agreeing to before you do it. Don't, don't do something for $150 because they're making a lot more than $150 off of your loan. So uh, that would Plus be my they're advice. saying they're giving me two months that I don't have to make a car payment. Yeah, but, you, you, know, but you, you know, they may, uh, you may be paying for two months longer. I mean, who's to say that they're not adding five months? So you'd be paying for an extra five months, but you get to, to wait two months and keep that money in the short term. So yes. thank you for the call. Let's go to Mary. Okay. Thank you. Yep. Uh, hi. Hi. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you very much. I'm, I'm really enjoying this. Thank you so um, much. You're welcome. Uh, I have an issue with my neighbor. She refuses to acknowledge the pin in the ground where the property line is, and she refuses to acknowledge my surveying. And she, what she has done is um, she ran, she uh, put gutters on and then ran a downspout, a pipe, that is now dumping all the water off her two-story house against my foundation wall. And so it's eroded away the land at my foundation, and it's flooding my driveway when it rains. And I, I, this woman just flat refuses to understand anything. Mm-hmm. And my understanding is against the law to dump your storm water or your water onto somebody else's property. 
Is any of their, the stormwater going on their property, or are they just shooting it onto yours? No, they're shooting it onto mine. Damn. Are you, are you uh, on bad terms with your neighbors to where you think they're doing this to you intentionally? Well, let's put it this way. She just moved in in, in January of last year, and by May, she was already doing this. And so do you think she knows that if she were to pour her own stormwater on her own property, they'd be damaging her property? So she's like, yes. we'll just kick this down to the neighbor. God, that's a terrible neighbor. Yes. Uh, yeah, because on the other on the other side of her house, her downspout shoots the water from the other side of the house into her neighbor's yard on the other side of her house. Uh, she, her, her, her yard and her driveway is dry as a bone when it rains because everybody's getting her rainwater but her, her stormwater. So there are, there are other neighbors that are dealing with this. Yeah, but I don't think they even care because it waters their yard, but it's eroding my property. Yeah. So I do care. Okay. Well, you know, the the general rule, and I haven't looked in this specific in Texas, but I've seen the, the case law on this, is that uh-huh. if, if it's just basic runoff, you know, and, and you didn't do anything and it's just, let's say your neighbor's on higher ground than you, and there's just runoff without them doing anything to cause the runoff. It's just happening as a force of nature, naturally happening. Then you can't do anything. Even if every time it rains, you can show that all the rain or all the runoff's coming and, and destroying your lawn. Now, th- the other thing that can happen is that if they do something deliberately where they're just shipping all their water into your lawn, then I think that you'd have more of a claim. And I can't say specifically. Yeah. Uh, because okay, I don't so know the actual, that, I don't, I haven't looked into this specific issue before. Yeah. But if they're doing well, an intentional act that they, they don't, ha- she doesn't have to do that. There may be other ways to, other ways to direct the water off of her land and to do a runoff plan than to just send it all on to you guys. And so I think well, that there's, there's got to be yeah. some kind of like any, any lawsuit, we're always looking at what's reasonable and what's not reasonable. And, well, it's a, uh, yeah. Well, it's unreasonable when she's using a two-inch pipe uh, along with a sump pump and because she, she's using forced water to shoot it. It's like shoots three or four feet um, um, across the land. It's, it's, it's forced water because of the sump pump, and she is using a two-inch pipe to make the water go somewhere else other than her, her land. If so, again, that's the. I, I think that you would find that there's a reasonableness statute, or not a statute, uh-huh. but a rule. And I can't. I can't imagine that in Texas that you would be allowed to just destroy your neighbor's property. Okay, generally doesn't line yeah. up with the policies of protecting people's lands and their property in our state. And it yeah. sounds like that the use of this this pump and this jet of water that's basically coming into your property is it would be an unreasonable way to drain uh, the runoff. And right, you, you right. don't get to just destroy everybody's property around you. I mean, that's there are nuisance rules for that. There's, you know, trespass. It's, oh, it sounds like you've okay. got a whole slew of, of remedies that you could pursue. So I, I think that you oh, could find think- a basic real estate lawyer and just pay them for less than an hour of their time and ask them this question. You could probably get them to answer it on the phone and kind of okay, shop so around. I- and it and yeah. it, and I would tell you a lot of times people contact me and they ask me to just write them what we call a demand letter, and it lets uh-huh. the person that receives the demand letter knows that you just hired a lawyer and they think that you're about to file a lawsuit. So you get them to write a very stern letter that tracks some of the law and says, you know, in Texas you can't make an unreasonable uh, runoff plan and and use these things that are ruining your neighbor's property. And then she's going to be faced with the decision of, well, do I want to deal with the lawsuit over this? Or do I just want to do something that would be considered being, uh, you know, considerate and a good neighbor and make sure that everybody else's houses aren't being destroyed? Right, right. So I okay, think, well, I I think a demand letter, time. yeah. All right, well, thank you very much for okay, the call. Okay, thank you. Okay. We will be right back after the break, and we'll take more calls, go through some more Facebook questions. And uh, we'll see you in just a minute. Got a question for Tim? Phone lines are open. 281-558-5738. That's 281-558-KSEV. 
Are you a business owner using contracts you found online and Google for free legal advice? Don't settle for second-rate legal counsel. You need a custom contract to protect your business. With the right contract language, you can protect your company and the deals you make with third parties. And if something gets misinterpreted, your contract can help you find a quick resolution to your dispute. Attorney Tim Sutherland can help you identify your goals and can draft, review, and negotiate contracts that help you achieve those goals. The right advice can help neutralize risks before they become big problems. Go to businesslegaltx.com to set up a free strategy session to get your business on the right track. Go to businesslegaltx.com now. Don't wait. Here's some other good reasons to go to businesslegaltx.com. Maybe some of you are finally starting up a business from that lifelong passion you've always had. Or maybe you came up with a great idea just last week that you're eager to monetize. Go to businesslegaltx.com to set up a free strategy session and get your business on the right track. You supply the talent, ideas, and ambition. We'll supply the legal guidance to help your startup with formation, IP protection, and growth strategies. Go to businesslegaltx.com now and set up a free meeting to plan for your business today. When you have sleep apnea, traveling can be a real drag because you have to drag your big, bulky home CPAP device with you everywhere you go. But not anymore. Now you can travel easily and sleep comfortably anywhere thanks to Transcend, the world's very first mini CPAP. And right now, you can try Transcend absolutely risk-free for 10 restful nights. So call now, 1-800-400-1841. Our smallest and most advanced portable design ever, Transcend is as small as a soda can and weighs less than a pound. You can even add a battery that's as tiny as a deck of cards. Transcend is so incredibly small and light, you can easily fit it in your briefcase or purse to use anywhere you go. It's FAA compliant too, so you can even sleep comfortably while flying. Now you can enjoy the freedom to sleep comfortably anywhere. But don't delay. To receive your 10-night in-home trial, call minicpap.com now. 1-800-400-1841. Again, that's 1-800-400-1841. Acme Home Insurance. Yes, I'd like to make a claim. What are you wanting to claim, sir? My water heater broke down. Sorry, but your homeowner's insurance doesn't cover water heater breakdowns. So what do you cover? Home damage from things like earthquakes, volcanoes, a zombie apocalypse. A zombie apocalypse? But that'll never happen. But if it did, you'd be covered, sir. But not my water heater? I'm afraid not. But his water heater could have been covered with a home warranty from American Home Shield, plus components of 20 other major home systems and appliances, like his electrical system, plumbing, refrigerator, and more. For valuable free information, call 1-800-500-5114. Home insurance can cover what might happen. Zombies are coming! But a home warranty helps cover what will happen. Now the dryer won't work. Life happens. Have a plan. Get a home warranty from American Home Shield. For valuable free information, call 1-800-500-5114. That's 1-800-500-5114. Welcome back to Lawyered. I'm Tim Sutherland. We are still taking your calls at 281-558-5738. Uh, let's go to Joe. Yes, my name is Joe. I moved here about five or six years ago from Southern California. I was in a court case. Uh, it was uh, the court awarded me X amount of dollars, and my ex-wife shorted me about fifteen thousand. So we went back. The, the attorney said we'll get court fees, my fees out of it, and your payment. He got neither. So I, the other day Ooh. I looked at my credit score going down, and he put a twenty thousand dollar dinger on my credit. The attorney did. Yes. Okay. So yeah. Oof. So I have. I've never done that. You, you got a. You got a real risk on your hands when you're an attorney, and you decide to go after one of your clients for the money, and that's that's a big surprise. You usually don't want to admit that, but because uh, they they can claim malpractice or that you overcharged them, and I'm talking about you. You can do that. No, or, that's what I. And I'm so thinking about doing it. It's, it sounds a little okay. So when you make a deal with your attorney, you sign a, a contract. You've got to sign an, a, a contract according to ethical rules, in dealing with an attorney. So I assume you had an attorney fee agreement in place with this lawyer. Yes. And yes. did you have a very high fee set? Uh, no. He said it would be you know, like $5,000, but he said, don't worry about it because this is just uh, should be a slam dunk. Mm-hmm. You should get your 15000 because she shorted you from whatever it was, and then I'll ask for attorney's fees on top of that. I'm like, great. And was we that a... 
Is that a California case that he was doing? He was working yes. in California, and you were already yeah. here in Texas. No, I was in California at the time. Okay. Um, well, I mean, if if he represented to you that it was going to cost about five thousand dollars, then I, I I would have charged you five thousand dollars because I'd say that as an attorney. It's my job to, we have a duty to inform our clients about what we think it's going to cost. And a lot of times you can't make an exact number, but you should hedge your bets and say, you know, here's what I think it's going to cost. And if it's, if you say five and it's 15, then you you got a real problem. And you were saying part of it was the court costs? Well, there's, there's, well, part of it was the court costs. And and see, I moved out of state and he had, he forwarded all the information to my old address, which nobody opened mm-hmm. and now there's late fees and assessment fees we went from five thousand to twenty thousand dollars and i'm like how do you get twenty thousand dollars out of one court case i don't get it so did you owe him five thousand dollars yeah and then, I, and then he's, he's saying it's more than 15 now and he's keeping the whole 15 because of late fees and interest and things like yeah, that yeah it's 20 That's, twenty thousand. yeah there's you can't what kind of interest is he charging you that's like worse than those uh paycheck loan I, places I, I, I don't know i just uh I, I, I called him up, and I spoke to him directly, and he said, well, let's, let's do this like men. And he said, obviously, you should have won the case. Obviously, I felt that it shouldn't cost me a dime. Obviously, I've moved. And he said, well, if you pay me twelve five, I can make it all go away. And I just, that's even, I'm like, what do I do now? So Yeah, well, uh, that'll be something in California, it sounds like. So there's a big obstacle for you. So you'd have to most likely get a lawyer in California to sue him for the, the, the amount of money you've paid him. Because that's the remedy if somebody commits malpractice is that you, you just you get back what you paid him, essentially. And okay. then maybe there's some damages for messing up your credit score, if you can show that. No, but, I can definitely show that. And then there's it would be some kind of breach of contract with your attorney-client agreement, because I, I can't imagine that he put that kind of interest rate or collection charges in the attorney-client agreement, because that would look terrible if he ever got brought to court. So, you know, if he breached that with you, then you, your attorney, whoever you hire in California, would be able to make a claim for their attorney's fees mm-hmm. for having to go after the money. Not, not okay. to mention uh, a big thing that we attorneys watch out for is our, uh, our licensing. So in every state, you can make a complaint to the state bar. And that's right. you literally make the complaint. And as long as you have a reasonable basis for it, you could say that he didn't keep you informed about the fees, he overcharged you, he's charging you a usurious rate on interest, yeah. and he hasn't informed you about why you haven't gotten your 15000 bucks, and he intentionally well, he, you know, mailed us the wrong address. And, and then the, the state bar is going to investigate that, and then he's going to yeah. want you to drop the complaint, and he may come play ball with you over that money. Okay. That's so, what I'll do. Yeah, and that doesn't cost you a dime. Because, that's that's yeah. there to protect yeah, clients from their attorneys. But I gotta yeah. find out who it is in California. So it's it. Yes. What, what is it? State Bar what, of California is, is where you'd go. State find their Perfect. website and and let them investigate it for you. And then if that doesn't they, work, then you need to get a lawyer and pursue it yeah. in California. I've had the same cell phone number and emails forever, and it's like, why didn't he communicate with us with me? I don't know. Lawyers are a lot of times they're good at doing law and not good at uh, being business people or communicating. So it's 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 an, it, it, it could be the issue right there. Thanks for the call. Thank you though. so much. I yeah, appreciate it. Man. Is that how you operate? Would you do the same thing in that situation? Uh, if if I said some to someone that I thought it was going to cost five thousand and I ran up a bill to fifteen thousand, I would sh- send them a bill for five thousand mm-hmm. and I would show on the invoice that I did fifteen thousand dollars of work uh. and I'd show it to them and say, you know, look, I'm keeping my word to you. I could have charged you fifteen, but you know, in the future, maybe you can come back to me for some business and, and uh, I want I want you to know I'm an honest guy. We have uh, a few minutes left. I've got a couple of emails here. You want me to read them here? Real sure. Quick? Uh, I wanted somebody to choose from. Uh, does a contract have to be in writing? Uh, he went on to say uh, he sh- shook hands with this person to seal the deal, but the other guy's not honoring it. Okay. Uh, no. Contract doesn't have to be in writing. But one of the big problems that you're going to see if you don't have it in writing is that uh, you end up with a he said, she said type of situation where not only do you have to show there's actually a contract and that everybody agreed to a deal, but you got to show what the terms are. You know, what did you actually agree to do? What's the price? When are you supposed to do it? And so that's the issue people run into, because when you start making a claim for an oral contract, uh, you know, 
guess what the other side's going to say when you're telling them there's a contract? They're going to say, no, there's not. There's not a contract. And if you'd have just gotten it in writing and put everything in writing, then then it, it's all that's all done. So even if it's a small deal and it's with your buddy, just write it on a piece of paper and everybody sign it. That way at least you've got that in case you need it. Uh, I would say look at whether there are text messages. A lot of times people text message each other all kinds of stupid stuff about it, like, oh, I'll never pay you for this. It's, it's, it's in writing. They have no idea that someone can just screenshot that text message and use it against them in court uh, at a later time or look at emails or look at the actions that you, that you took or that he took after the uh, supposed deal. You know, if somebody goes and, and starts making preparations, for example, for their house to be painted, and then you paint their house, then obviously you can kind of show there's a deal for a house painting. It's just look at the circumstances, find out if there are any witnesses, and try to prove up that oral contract. But yeah, you can have an oral contract, but you're going to have to prove that it exists. You're going to have to prove what it was, and then, uh, you know, you go from there. Verbal contracts, huh? but they're still honored. Possibly. Yeah, yeah, it's not smart. There, there are only some exceptions that you can't have, but that's that's better to cover with a lawyer. Like you can't buy real estate with an oral contract, and that's so people don't lose their you know their homes or their real their real property. Uh, so that's an example. We got another. Uh, this one's concerning notarizing uh, of a contract. Uh, he signed a contract to purchase a mobile home. He paid part of the purchase price. Uh, try to get three companies to have the mobile home uh, moved, but they all said it can't be moved. One tried and got nowhere. What next? Uh, you say the notarized thing, or what? Yeah, what you're saying? it was notarized. Uh, okay. Yeah, notarizing is nice. You don't have to have a, a contract notarized. A notary just says that the people who put their signatures down on this uh, on this piece of paper, uh, there was a notary there that looked at their IDs and made them swear under oath that they're they're signing it that they read that that document so uh, you don't have to have that for a contract though and and i don't know i usually don't have them unless it's a settlement agreement so that's not an issue uh you don't need a notary so Uh, the signature is just as good as a notary then yeah yeah you assume if somebody puts their own signature on something that they they read it and they understand it and the courts enforce that so they assume if you if you sign it you read it okay Uh, we got a quick one here i think we can rush through uh, what constitutes a breach of contract? When can an LLC company legally terminate a contract? Uh, this guy uh, goes on to say he's operating a lighting company, had a verbal agreement, which we talked about earlier, with an LLC who canceled his contract before an event. So, Okay, well, a, a breach of contract is anytime somebody doesn't follow through on a promise. So if you make a deal, you make a contract, and then one of the parties doesn't do what they're supposed to do, they've breached the contract. Um, if you can sue an LLC just like anyone else, that's a company that's operating in the in the state. So you know you go ahead, you can sue that company uh, to show uh, a breach of contract. You're also going to have to show that there were some damages, which is a lot of times the issue. Is how do you prove that you're entitled to some money? Thank you for all the questions. Again, you can submit those on the Facebook page at Lawyered Radio, or uh, you know people have been sending them to me on my website. So go for it. That's businesslegaltx.com want to thank you for joining us on Lawyer Today. Uh, we enjoyed your questions. We'll be back next week at the same time from 3 to 4 on KSEV. Again, I'm Tim Sutherland, and next week we'll be going through the top legal stories and talking to you, taking your questions. We'll see you next week.